Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 14. 14, Nick. You believe that? No, I don't. Man, what a staggering number. Who knew we could be consistent at something? This might be the first what? time in life, huh? Yeah. I mean, some f- first time in life we've stuck to something for, what would that be, two months now? Yeah, it's impressive. Two months, no sports. Tell two months, no stuck. sports, and we're, and, we're, and we're casting. Man. So how do you, I mean I mean how do you, how good do you think we're going to be when sports comes back, bro? Untouchable. The NBA betting model is going to be firing out picks. I've actually already been in contact with ESPN to replace Stephen A. and Max Kellerman on first take, bro. Damn that's, it! That's you I and don't I. Want to be Max Kellerman though? You don't have to. You can be Suck. Stephen A. You can Max, be Stephen A. Bro, I don't want to be Stephen A. I don't want to pontificate on the <laughs> absurdity of the absolution of tranquility. <laughs> those are the four say. biggest words those are the four biggest words i could think of off the top of my head that made any sense and it was it was a struggle sesh listening to you my guy but of course, right, so, according to my buddy cole it's uh big words small anyways on to trivia big, yeah well so <laughs> t- today obviously we're going to talk about the uh thing that i'm especially excited for you know i'll i'll, I'll loop us in that we are excited for come Thursday, MLB opening day. So obviously we're going to give you guys our picks for every opening day game, a couple of bold predictions, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about them a little bit. But yeah, like Jermaine said, on to trivia. So Jermaine, this last week, uh, or not this last week, today it was announced that uh, FIFA in a rash move will not be awarding the Balloon d'Or this year. Oh, why? Because Messi and Ronaldo aren't winning it? Yeah, so this is now the second uh, Bayern player to get robbed, as we both agreed pre-show that Robert Lewandowski was going to win the award this year because he literally can't stop scoring goals. Um, and if not, um, if not him, then it would have been you know, somebody along the lines of uh, like a Virgil van Dyke or something like that. It wouldn't have been messier. It would, or, and it wouldn't have been Ronaldo or well, yeah. Or well, Kevin, Ronaldo, or, Ronaldo could be in it. I mean, he's winning hardware this year. He's the first player since 1952 to score 30 plus goals for, for uh, Juventus. And then on top of that, another thing that just came out, another record he broke today is he's the first, I don't ah oh man, I should probably look this up. But he was the first player to score fifty goals in La Liga, uh, Premier League, and um, Syria. Yep, you're correct. He is the first player to score fifty goals in all three of those leagues. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's, that's pretty. So crazy. what? So the question was: Say the question one more time. So the question, because of in honor of, I guess, uh, the Balloon d'Or not being awarded this year. When was the last time? that the Balloon d'Or was not awarded? When was the last year that the Balloon d'Or was not uh, awarded? That's our trivia question. 1942, and it was because of um, those the, darn, the those, World War. Those darned Nazis. <laughs> those darned Nazis. Um, it, and I think this is a very, t- to stick on the subject one last time, to get my last jab in, this is very un-FIFA to not award a, uh, a uh, the trophy. They said uh, due to insufficient 
fair conditions. And I, I don't remember the last time that FIFA has operated uh, on sufficient fair conditions. So harken uh, <laughs> back to last episode or a couple episodes ago where we talked about uh, Man City and the death of the financial fair play. Unbelievable, dog. It's not fair. <laughs> Although the Balloon d'Or is a French award, right? It's awarded by a French newspaper, so I don't, I don't believe it's a FIFA award. Is it not? So maybe we're burying FIFA unjustifiably. Uh, it's always justifiable to bury. Oh, it's oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking that up, we'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and progress the conversation, bro. So we have a little something to talk about for Nick talks out of his ass. Uh, we've been adamant how we thought Madden was silly for not making Michael Thomas a 99. And it turns out we spoke too soon because all the ratings Way were too out. soon. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't sure. I thought all the ratings had come out already. And uh, turns out all the ratings weren't out. And Michael Thomas was a 99. And the 99 club this year? Whew, damn. Talk about some talent, bro. you imagine if you had those five players on a team? Yeah, they duped us. They they hardcore duped us, and we almost looked like uh, a-holes because we were going to do a uh, Madden ratings review and bury Madden for Michael Thomas not being a 99. But he joins the, he, he joined the group of Patty Mahomes, Aaron Donald, who looks like the Hulk, uh, <laughs> oh, dude. Run CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Stefan, and Stefan Gilmore. So he's he's a ninety nine, and if if you want to check it out, go on to the NFL's page. It's pretty cool the box that they that they were given for for achieving a ninety nine. Yeah, they do that every year. It's pretty tight. I like the little uh, necklace they gave him. The little, little like the little medallion. Thousand, yeah, the thousand dollar chain that they got. Just casually. All right, Matt. I see you flexing all that money you dupe your fans out of by not actually making any real changes. You jack and apes. Yeah, the game hasn't really changed since like 2010. Dog, it's unbelievable, and people still buy pay sixty dollars every year. Oh, I need the updated rosters. <laughs> I mean, aren't we about to do that? Well, we haven't bought a Madden in how long? <laughs> I, I bought last year's Madden. <laughs> well, all right, so you're one of those dupes, bro. <laughs> and the year before that, I, I think I think I've bought Madden every single year at some point. You dumb it! I haven't bought a Madden in two thousand. Man, yeah, but like, when was okay, Brett okay. Favre on the cover as okay. a, as oh, a Vikings, Jesus. dog? Oh nine, yeah, I don't know. Brett Favre is a Viking. I mean, when did he retire? <laughs> Which time? Yeah, it, it was oh <laughs> nine. Yeah, it was oh nine. That's the last time I bought a Madden. Yeah, that was the year but, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Well, that is that is that is not to say that you have not played Madden since then. I never said I didn't play. Yeah, they never got my hard earned guap. Yeah, your hard on geld. Anyways, what do you got for us, Nick? What was so, the balloon door? Balloon door. Oh yeah, you were right. It was it was a French uh, it was a French newspaper. It temporarily merged with FIFA and became the FIFA balloon d'Or from 2010 to 2015. But it never. It, it's just the balloon the balloon d'Or now with your. And I'm sorry for anyone that speaks French out there. I'm I'm sure it's not pronounced. I'm sure there's a very uh, eloquent way to pro- to pronounce it that I don't that I don't speak. Yeah, it's definitely not b- balloon. We're saying it wrong. Right? <laughs> balloon d'or. Yeah, I'm pretty it, sure French French people are like. Ugh. It's it's actually b- ballon d'or. I think that's exactly what it is. So. Yeah, we've just been American 
chotching it up. Over I just there. I and if somebody told me that it was wrong, I'd continue back. What's wrong? The balloon, the ore, <laughs> balloon of Oreos. The the balloon to Oreo. <laughs> All right, that's enough, that's enough of that. Did you uh, did you see the news? So <laughs> we talked about this last week. And I was very, we took two sides on the issue. I was very anti A-Rod buying the Mets because I think Steve (laughs) Cohen would be a very good uh, billionaire owner for the Mets. And A-Rod, that cheating some bitch brought me over to the good side with what happened last week, Jermaine. What happened last week? Just when I think I'm out, Uh, bring me back in. Pull me back in. So A-Rod agreed to develop the area around City Field by signing a deal with none other than Mr. Robert Kraft, frequent masseuse connoisseur. Ooh. And, <laughs> and then A-Rod takes, please. And then A-Rod talked about a salary cap. Not in so many words, he phrased it as revenue sharing amongst the players. Which is salary cap. <laughs> and, Damn it. And he won you over because he hit you with the two little magic words. He sprinkled that pixie dust on Damn it. Hit you with the salary cap. Bro. One thing that I do love about baseball, right, is that when we see small market teams and they come out of nowhere and they manage to win, a, a you know, get into the playoffs and maybe get to the championship series and, and maybe even they'll pull a, a Tampa Bay, a Tampa Bay Rays and win a world series. But we, but far more often or like a Washington nationals last year, far more often we see the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, just teams that are able to pull in so much more money because they're national fan bases and then buy free agents with that. And, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. So, do I love the aspect of baseball that a small market team uh, that doesn't have a large payroll, the Oakland A's, Billy Bean, can come back, can can come out, make the playoffs, and then compete for a World Series? Yes. But I would much rather see a salary cap in which it forces GMs now, like the Yankees, to play on everybody else's level. Develop your farm system. Really put the emphasis on the farm system. It would drive down how much uh Players are being paid. I'm not surprised that A Rod is a big proponent of this. So, where a lot I of people don't, he got paid. But see, here's where a lot of people don't know. And if you don't know, look up a look up the a, a great website called Sports Sports Illustrated What Ifs. Right, there was a trade in place that the season that the that A Rod signed with the New York Yankees for obviously his 10 year, 275 million dollar contract. He had a contract in place with the Boston Red Sox. At the time, A-Rod was the highest paid player by the Marin or by the Texas Rangers. I think he was he was on like a 10-year $250 million contract, right? Yeah. He wanted to sign with the Red Sox because he wanted to beat the Yankees. They hadn't beat the Yankees. He was like, I want to go there. I want to build my legacy. Right. He had a contract in place. That the Yankees were going to trade away Nomar, we're going to trade Nomar and Johnny Damon away from that team to make wow. the to make the uh, I I don't remember what teams you guys are going to have to look up the sp- the specific article, but they were they were going to trade away Nomar and Johnny Damon and receive another player in a three way trade, a sign and trade, and they were going to sign a Rod for I think like ten million a year was what they were going to give him. Oh, that's pretty a- that's pretty a- reasonable. 
A-Rod was ready. A-Rod had put the, put the pen on the paper, sent it to the MLB offices. MLBPA got a hold of it and said, no, this sets a bad precedent for our players that the highest paid player in the major leagues is now taking a reduced uh, contract to play for a team that he likes. They rejected the deal. They said no deal. He went on to sign with the Yankees because the Yankees were, were the only team that would match or exceed his contract. Man. So that's why, that's why it doesn't surprise me that A-Rod is in charge of a salary cap. Because with that salary cap, he probably would have signed for Boston. Man, that's crazy, dude. Yep. That is something else, dude. Yeah. So A-Rod. So, look at, so again, SportsCenter, SportsCenter.com, what ifs. It's an awesome website. You're going to go down a rabbit hole and you're going to be on that website for like four hours. So good luck. Reserve some time to go on there. It has all what ifs from everywhere. But that's my favorite one, obviously, is the A-Rod one. Uh, also this week, we got news that the NFL training camps are going to open uh, in eight days, Jermaine. So next Tuesday, they're scheduled to open. 31st, correct? The 28th. 28th, 28th, yep. And uh, so the biggest the biggest thing that the players wanted to see happen is they wanted to see daily COVID testing. And for some reason, the NFL had to decide <laughs> on this. <laughs> what? And like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes got a video and got a campaign going and the NFL was like, okay, I guess like, (laughs) yes, you're going to do daily COVID testing. Like there's no question about it. What an unreasonable ask these players. Seriously, these millionaires. Oh, that's so funny that the NFL was just like, well, I mean, do you really need it? (laughs) Daily testing. Let's think about it. Oh, man, I can't believe the NFL was fighting back on that. That's so crazy to me. I don't even know why they weren't just like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, and then did it. Like, why did they need three days to decide? Because it's the NFL. As much as they come out and give the world the platitudes they desire, they don't actually mean a goddamn thing. They just want to line their pockets with as much money as possible. And if they don't have to buy tests, they don't have to buy tests. And it's, it's that simple. All right. With that being said, I'm done burying all the rich people. Well, there's well, there's also, but also there has in in good news for for sports starting. There was zero positive tests in the NBA bubble, even oh, though we had NBA that. even though we had NBA players going out for for bitches and takeout. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't think it was quite like that. Oh man, can you order that on Uber Eats? Yeah, it's actually a restaurant. It's a restaurant in Orlando. It's. God, it, it's pitches and takeout. That's a great name. We need to start that chain, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. uh and and then one one final piece of news. Uh I the last remaining soccer title of the big four leagues in Europe. Obviously, Premier League has been clinched. Liga one in uh or sorry, yeah, Liga One in France already concluded. Uh, La Liga got one obviously last week by Real Madrid. We talked about that. So Serie A in Italy was the last remaining. Juventus has four remaining games, Jermaine. They need obviously Juve- the Ronaldo is on that team, Juventus. They need four points in their remaining four games, so either a draw or a win in those in those uh either two wins or four draws or any combination of of that in their four games to uh to clinch the title right now. They're the closest, but inter inter Milan is eight points behind them. Uh, Atlantia is 
uh, nine points behind them, and then Lazo is uh, eleven points behind them. So it it seems like they. I mean, there's they they got it locked up. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. Put another trophy in that man's case. He's yeah, go. That dude's yeah. untouchable. He's like. What is he like 37 now or something like that? And he's scoring 30 plus goals in a season. Get the yeah. hell out of here, bro. Like, yeah. boy, this dude is ageless. It's unbelievable. Also, how does he keep looking better? Dude, he, he gets more and more <laughs> he shredded. It's he Benjamin Button, dude. He gets more and more attractive. Look up a picture of Ronaldo as a teenager, and he is the ultimate ugly duckling story. Holy cow. Like, ugly. Dog, that dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he had plastic surgery because that dude was like he, had, he had braces. <laughs> braces. He had some weird like blonde haired tips. Like he went through the he went through the every phase, like, uh, the awkward middle schooler phase that all of us go through. And now he's blossomed into this Adonis. Bro, he's did you know he is the most uh followed like individual in the world? Yeah, like no, on social media, he has the most followers as an individual entity, right? Obviously, you've got like Nike and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. No, it, it it doesn't surprise me, dude. I mean, like, yeah, every sit you see every year he gets shredded. Every year it comes out like that the team the the team releases some medical report and they're like, well, Ronaldo has better cardio than this youngster we just signed. So, <laughs> he's the Yarmer Yager of soccer. Yo, that's a great <laughs> comparison, dog. We just need a Ronaldo flow bucket, bro. Dude, could you uh, a Ronaldo mullet? Oh man, that the lechuga on Ronaldo <laughs> just flowing down the field as he's Ronaldo. streaking. Ronaldo, then- Ronaldo, hola, way. Listen to me. <laughs> Spanish, <laughs> whatever. Portuguese. I only know how to say thank you in Portuguese, so. That wouldn't get anywhere. I'm like, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Obrigado. And he'd be like, what? (laughs) Could you imagine the aerial ace he's developed into with that flow bucket just flinging dominant headers at the (laughs) You just see the the sweat (laughs) spling off the hair as the ball gets struck into the net. Oh, dude, that'd be a great photo. Ronaldo, if you're listening. And we know you are. Ronaldo, we know you're listening. We know you are. Grow that glorious mane out, young man. I don't know if he's listening. We haven't we haven't found a way to translate it into Portuguese yet. So he speaks English, bro. He played in the English Premier League. Nah, not really. <laughs> Have you listened to an interview with him? Like he doesn't speak that good of English. He, he speaks as much English as Ichiro speaks. He doesn't choose to speak English. He speaks it though. That's the true. dude speaks. He's a uh, what? Do you, what is? It? It's not polymath. Anyways, whatever. What? What's the word for knowing multiple languages? <laughs> Multilinguini. <laughs> no, it's he's, like he's ling- he's bilingual, but he's like quadlingual, I guess. Polyglot. Polyglot. That's not the that's not right. That's the that's the word. Just like what oh you what you look it up on the internet? Oh my god. Just just piss off, mate. Piss off. Piss off. All right, Jerry. All right, <laughs> uh, so Jermaine, so you, uh, more than I, watched uh, UFC Fight Island 3 this weekend, and you are ready to crown a new, quote, unquote, Lord of Flies. Bro, Lord of the Flies. What a great pun by UFC in their little video package. So the the flyway division crowned a new 
uh, champion in Davison Figueredo. And, bro, let me tell you how dominant a performance is. He massacred Joseph Benavides, who is an all-time great, potentially could be an Hall of Famer because he helped build that flyweight division. He's been there for so long, never once been submitted. Anytime he got full contact with a strike, he knocked him down. Three separate occasions. He had that man leaking, and he almost tapped him out four different times before he finally bludgeoned him with his fist and then mounted his back and choked him out for the first time. And this is all in, like, the first 45 seconds of the fight. (laughs) If you think this sounds like minutes, no, it was, like, seconds. No, it was minutes. It was minutes. Was it? I, I believe it was four minutes, yeah. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, look that up for me. All right, I will. But... So he's doing all this. Benavidez rallies power to that man because he was shook from the from the jump. Rallies, extends the fight, and then gets grogified and dropped to the mat. Back taken, and he chokes him out quickly. First time he ever gets choked out or taps, and he goes completely out to where the ref was just like, it happened so quick, the ref was like three or four seconds late. Like, oh, crap. you're right you're right there was 12 seconds left in the round that's probably what i was thinking yeah it was about four minutes of action but it was pure dominance that man at 125 pounds should not have the power he possesses we we saw a lot of gruesome fights not just not just knockouts and great punches it was everything that we wanted 251 to be but we also saw one of the most gruesome uh, oh, submission I think I've ever seen. She's so hot, too. She's <laughs> hot and violent and dangerous and scary. What, what's her, and what's, awesome. what's, uh, she's the queen of violence, right? Queen of violence, yeah. Ariana Lipsky, bro. Yeah, she took... Uh, so Ariana Lipsky was fighting uh, Luana Carolina. Caroline. Carol- yeah, Carol- Carolina. 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 And put her in a leg lock or a knee bar that bar oh my god she screamed carol carolina screamed because it because it and you oh, saw you man. saw the, you saw the leg go the wrong way you saw oh, oh, oh she bent it back the way it's not supposed to go bro yeah the carolina screamed out and tapped instantly then when they went to the judges to not the judges, when they went to the announcer to announce the decision, right, to make it final with the hand raising and say, "Hey, congratulations!" The whole pageantry of it all, right? She had to sit in her corner on the stool because she could not walk to stand next to the ref. Yeah, she's got some serious damage, and I actually haven't even looked up an update to see what's going on with uh, uh, with her knee. But that is nutty, dude. That was it was. One of the most gruesome finishes I've ever seen. It's not there anymore. Her just her knee is gone. She's retired. It's, it's hanging on uh, Lipsky's wall. <laughs> she said, "I'll mail it." Yeah. One thing, package in the mail. Going back to the flyweight fight, the one thing that I liked about it is I like how Figueroa at the end of the bout, like kneeled and paid his respects uh, to Benavides. Uh, that was that was really awesome to see. I, I love it when fighters can do that. Can beat the F out of each other in the ring and then show each other a, you know, respect. And obviously he was overcome with emotion because of the last title fight that, you know, Didn't he, he weight, came bro. in way, way too, way too overweight because of them, because of them roids and then uh, ended up winning anyway. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's good for him. 
We got uh, so we got one more card on Fight Island, Fight Island Four, and it's the return of the Reaper. We got Robert Whitaker battling Darren Till in the main event. That's going to be an outstanding clash. Robert Whitaker was the former champion. He's actually dropped the belt to Adesanya. Uh, wait, yes, Adesanya, right? You know what? Yes, you're right. Yeah, so um, that's the last one. That's this coming Saturday, so that should be real great. If we see any picks we like, expect us to post it to social media, and we'll, uh, and we'll probably talk about it on on the late on the latter the latter in the week episode, the the Friday episode. But we're gonna move on to today's main topic in honor of opening day, as Nick said earlier, on the twenty third and the twenty fourth, with fifteen contests, fifteen, correct? Yeah, so fifth so so we we've mentioned it a little bit before, but MLB.com is running their opening day pick 'em uh, on their website. You have a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars if you can uh, get all fifteen games right. So obviously there's two games on Thursday, the twenty third, and then there's uh, the rest of them thirteen on the twenty fourth. So Jermaine and I are going to go through right now. I've already submitted my picks, but Jermaine's going to go through. We're going to talk about the picks. Uh, and and what we like uh, for the first uh, for for opening day for the start of the the sixty game season the the sprint the sprint that's normally a marathon. <laughs> I mean, it's always a sprint if you actually think about how many games they play and how many days. It's pretty yeah, outlandish. Very what true. Do. Yeah, it's not really it's not really that crazy. But so, Jermaine, we start uh, obviously we start Thursday with a matchup that uh, I was very excited to see. And then I saw Max Serger pitch in a uh, one of these spring training games against the Dodgers, Philly. the Phillies, Bryce and he Harper. got he got destroyed in that game. So yeah, it was embarrassing, dude. Seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Yankees are going to Washington, the defending uh, World Series champs. Obviously, right now Garrett Cole is probable. The Yankees signed him this year, highly touted free agent, probably going to win the Cy Young this year. Uh, he's the odds-on favorite right now going into Washington and facing probably Max Serger. I, I I really look forward. I We get closer, I might see a little bit props to this game. I'm picking Max Serger under six innings. I I don't think he's going to go six. I'm He may not even go five. This Yankees lineup is looking hot. It's looking good. I picked the Yankees, obviously, to win behind Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole struck out against this Yankees lineup, struck out 11 in his inner squad game struck out 11 of the Yankees big bats. So he's, he's ready to go looking primed and ready. I mean, obviously uh, the loss of Rendon is huge. Uh, last year, the nationals had one of the worst bullpens in the league and somehow won it all. Uh, they're going to need another heroic season from their starting arms. Scherzer's hurt. Um, there's just a lot of questions about this Nationals team, so I'm obviously going with the New York Yankees on this one. I mean, it's a given. They've got the talent. They're expected to be competing for the World Series again this year. So, yeah, dude, give me Yankees in three. So the Yankees in three. <laughs> um, the second game of the Thursday slate, the 23rd, it's going to be the Giants at the Dodgers uh, Johnny Cueto is probably going to start for the Giants and Clayton Kershaw, who is my dark horse. I can't believe I'm saying this. My dark horse to win Cy Young this year. Gross. I think Gross. That, that Clayton Kershaw right now, I looked at it the other day, or I looked at it today right before we started the podcast, plus 1,600 to win the Cy Young. 
Ooh, this is I like that little pizza money on that, bro. This is this is a dude. I put a nice little tenor on it. Um, this is a dude who is one of the best pitchers in baseball, except when we get to the postseason. And <laughs> like I threw through sixty games. Like if, if you want to knock my my main knock coming coming into the season with Kershaw is he's getting older. His fastball is going to lose a little bit of velocity. Obviously, he's not the dominant pitcher that he used to be. And the, the Dodgers don't need him to be, right? They have Walker Buehler. They have a lot of good young arms that they can turn to. But in a 60-game stretch, he's as good as anyone in the league. He's as good as Garrett Cole. He's as good as Max Serger. He's one of the best pitchers in the league. And this might be his year to be fresh going into the postseason. He's not chewing up innings, chewing yeah. up throwing exactly. pitches. So this might be the year uh, the Dodgers actually win it all, and it's because Kershaw benefited from, you know, the lack of the full game schedule. So For that's sure. actually a pretty good or, you know, pretty interesting pitch that you've made for a dark horse, especially at plus 1,600. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty miraculous that it's that high. So, yeah, I don't I don't think the Giants are – I don't think the Giants have a shot in this. I, I'm going Dodgers at home. Oh, yeah. Way, to win to win game one. So we'll kind of we'll, – we'll, we'll run through these next couple of games pretty fast. This is Friday, obviously. Uh, and then I'll give you my pick, Jermaine, and and uh, and and you can if, – if you have a different one, you can let me know. So the, uh, the 410 game on Friday, obviously, Atlanta at New York, the Braves at the Mets. Uh, I, I have the Braves winning this game. I think the Braves have a very good offense and I think opening day, they'll be, they'll be ready to go. This is kind of a game that I could see going either way because I think the Mets have the bats, but I, 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 Pete Alonzo put on about 40 pounds in quarantine and, and I think that might've torpedoed the, uh, the Mets chances. It doesn't say who the starter for the Mets is. I would assume it's going to be Jacob deGrom. It's no, hard he's to hurt. That's why it's that's why it's TBD. He's hurt. He's questionable to start. That's why I'm going Braves here. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So Braves, if if he's not, I assume Syndergaard will start. Yeah, I mean they have. He's. <laughs> I mean he's he's not a guy. He's not a bad guy to bet against. This was kind of the hardest one I I had to pick, but just because just because I like Atlanta and I like their uh, their lineup and how they performed against the uh, Mets arms last year, I like it. So Josh Donaldson, right? Uh no. Ooh. Did they keep Josh Donaldson? Who's third baseman for the Braves? Anyways, carry on. I'll look that up. Uh no, Josh Donaldson went to the Mets. That's right. He went to the Mets. <laughs> Go uh the Braves, who do who do they have playing third base? Johan yeah. Camargo. Right? Johan Camargo, that's right. All right. Which they got from the Mets, I believe. <laughs> How ironic. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that is great. So Johan Camargo Dinger. Uh, maybe that might be a good prop bet to look at. Um, our second game of the opening day is going to be Tigers at Reds. I've already picked the Reds to win the NL Central. They're starting Sunny Gray. They're playing the Tigers. Easy pick. Moving on. The uh, 640 game, the Blue Jays starting uh, Hyung Jeng Ru at Tampa Bay in the Dome playing Charlie Morton. I, I had to go Tampa Bay here. I think Ru is probably the Blue Jays' best pitcher. But Charlie Morton is better than him, I would say, in quality. And the Rays have three good starting pitchers and yeah, a great why lineup. They, why aren't they starting their ace? Blake Snell? Blake Snell. Is he hurt? I don't – I mean, he might be. Uh, I think he was. Didn't we talk about that on a podcast? We talked about that on the uh, – We might have talked about it off the line. Yeah, off off the line maybe. But I think he's dealing with some with, with shoulder issues to to start the year. Nah, so okay. if he's, they 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 probably might not, not trust him if they if they're throwing Charlie Morton. Charlie so Morton's we get, still good though. 
yeah. So we got a couple of games ranging from like 705 to 710. The Marlins uh, starting Alcantara, Alcantara, excuse me, against at the Phillies starting Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, obviously a perennial NL Cy Young candidate. And through 60 games last year, he was one of the best pitchers in the NL. Give me the Phillies at home. At scrimmage, uh, dog. The yeah. Phillies look yeah. hot. The already, Phillies, the Phillies bats. Here's the thing. You want to know why I made the Phillies win the East and the Phillies over wins bets? It's because if that lineup stays hot and stays uninjured, which through 60 games last year, they were hot and they were uninjured, they're going to surprise a lot of people. And they're going to do very, very well. Expect a breakout year from Bryce Harper. That's yeah, it, and that's and that's crazy to say that a that a breakout star is a dude that's getting paid three hundred million dollars, but he's not going to hit you know two seventy this year like he's like he hit, or I think he hit like two. He hit two four two forty something if I'm not mistaken two forty five. Yeah. I'll look yeah. that up. Keep going. So then uh, two seven ten games the Royals at the Indians. And then the Brewers at Chicago. So Royals at the Indians. Royals starting Dan Duffy, probably. And uh, Shane Bieber starting for the uh, the Indians. Just like I think that uh, Clayton Kershaw is going to be a very good candidate to win the Cy Young in the NL, I think Shane Bieber is an excellent candidate if you want to bet on an AL Cy Young. I think he has, I mean, and they're playing the Royals who aren't supposed to do that well. Give me Cleveland, right? Cleveland has the lineup. Obviously, I also look at, it would be pretty good if you want to look at Francisco Lindor as maybe AL MVP this year. That's a nice pick that I that I would look at, but give me the Indians at home. The second game, Jermaine, you're going to love my pick with this one. Brewers at Cubs. Uh, the Cubs probably starting Kyle Hendricks. The Brewers starting Brandon Woodruff. Uh, give me the Cubs at home to start the season. I we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into this when we we'll, we'll get into this when when we talk about uh when we talk about our bold predictions. I think that the Cubs that I think what the Cubs will do is the Cubs will blow out the Brewers in Game One. I think they're going to blow them out. One thing that I might live bet though is if the Cubs go up by three two to three runs. And it gets to Milwaukee's bullpen, and it becomes a bullpen game. Milwaukee wins the game on their bullpen. Mm. Okay, so, but I think the Cubs are going to blow him out game one. I don't think Brandon Woodruff is that good of a player. I would probably have him as a. I mean, if if they're using him as their their opening day starter, they must think highly of him. I mean, he he hasn't made much noise in the NL that I know of. Maybe you know people out there are going to say I'm an idiot. But uh, I, I just don't think that he's a guy. I think they have a decent pitching staff, but I don't think anyone stands out to me uh, really on either of these two squads. That's I, I don't. Yeah, I, dude. The Cubs, I, I, the I Cubs think it's refuse just, to answer that pitching staff. They refuse to just bring anyone in. They're like, oh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Hopefully Hugh Darvish rallies. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. So I, I'm taking the Cubs at home in this one. Uh, 730 matchup. The Baltimore Orioles go into Boston to play the Red Sox. Uh, the <laughs> Orioles the are starting or the, the, uh, the uh, Red Sox are starting uh, – Nathaniel Evaldi, or Nathan Evaldi, excuse me, Jesus, uh, and the Orioles are starting John Means. Uh, I think the Orioles will surprise people this year, 
by winning more than 20 games. I think that's the surprise pick for the Orioles, but I'm not that confident enough to put money on it. Obviously, I'm going with uh, Nathan Evaldi, one of the highest Ks per nine, one of the most consistent pitchers when he's healthy. He's going to win opening day for Boston. I to, to prove the point of this, I had to look up who John Means was before before when I made these picks. I just had to look him up because I don't know who he is. And I don't really know who the Baltimore Orioles have in their pitching staff. So maybe I shouldn't actually confidently say that the Orioles are going to surprise somebody. <laughs> uh, the 805 game is going to be the Rockies going into the uh, going into Texas and playing the Rangers. Uh, the Rockies are starting Armand Marquez uh, and the Texas Rangers are starting Lance Lynn. Obviously, Homer pick here. I'm going to pick the I'm going to pick the Rockies. I think Armand Marquez has a, a chance to compete and probably be up there in the NL Cy Young winners. I think that he he has an elite fastball. He's developed his control, elite fastball, elite slider, a decent changeup, and he's developed his control to the point where he's the one consistent guy I can look to on the Rockies and say, yeah, I trust Marquez to get us through. It's everybody else that I'm concerned about. Obviously, Texas has a chance to win if Lance Lynn pitches the way the best if if Lance Lynn pitches the best Lance Lynn that we've ever seen him we can probably see a Texans win or a Texas win I don't see it though so I got I got Rockies obviously Jermaine you got any different differing opinion uh actually game one for the season I'm gonna rock the Rockies but uh I'm high on the Rangers this year so actually you know what screw you I'm going Rangers Okay, Rangers. All right. For our, for our, we got uh, a game at 8-10. It's going to be the Twins going into Chicago to play the White Sox. Uh Jose Barrios obviously starting for the Twins and uh Lucas Giolito starting for the White Sox. Lucas Giolito is a guy that has a lot of promise for this White Sox team. He's that he's kind of that those young guys that they're calling on to help them defy expectations like people think they're going to. Take the leap, young man. I think the Twins have way too much talent. Oh, it's the Twins. Um, I think the Twins rotation is a better Milwaukee Brewers rotation. They don't have a guy that stands out to me as an ace, but they have a lot of good two and three guys. So and if a they, lot of they good, got they got batters, bro. A lot of good two or three guys plus a good lineup and a decent bullpen. I think that 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 gets you that gets you pretty far in that, in baseball. That gets you playoff baseball for sure. That gets you playoff baseball, no doubt. The eight fifteen game, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and their forty three million dollar payroll uh, going to St. Louis to play uh, the Cardinals. Joe, Joe, uh, Joe. Oh Jesus, uh, Flattery is playing is pitching for the Cardinals. I forgot his name for a second. Jesus and uh, Joe Musgrove is pitching for the Pirates. The Battle of the Joes. I can't see past the quality of the Cardinals in this. And, I, and the Cardinals are going to win. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals start off the Pittsburgh season bad and win 12-0 in this it's, first game. It's Jack Flattery. Jack Flattery. All right, thanks. Not yep. the Battle of the Joes. Um, yeah, I mean, Cardinals for sure taking that one. I mean, it's Sorry, Pirates. <laughs> in our in our 9-10 game, uh, the Seattle travels to uh, the Astros um, with the... Let me pull it up here. Uh, Seattle is at Houston. Obviously, Justin Verlander will get the start for Houston, uh, and Marco Gonzalez will get his start for 
the Seattle Mariners. I think that this game, that this series will go a long way towards determining how the Seattle Mariners will play the 2020 season. If the Mariners, baseball is all about momentum. And if the Mariners can steal two of three from the Astros, I don't think they're going to win this one because it's Justin Verlander. But if they can steal the next two, I mean, you, you never know in a 60-game season. That's what we're talking about, right? We'll get to that when we talk about bold predictions. I have the Astros winning this game, though, Jermaine. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I take the Astros winning this game for sure. Mariners just don't have enough to keep up. The only thing that I will say is that Verlander's been dealing with a groin issue. So if that catches up to him, that uh, Houston Astros bullpen is real shaky. So, you know, keep in mind when you're making that pick, uh, for your $100,000 earnings that there are injuries out there. All right, moving on. Yeah. So moving on to our last two games of the night, obviously the West Coast games. The Diamondbacks are going to go into San Diego and play the Padres. The Diamondbacks are probably throwing Madison Bumgarner because he can't even fucking leave the division, right? He has to go from the fucking Giants to the Diamondbacks. Can't even leave the stupid you division. You sound mad, bro. No, I'm not mad. It's so glad that I'm so glad that he is a premier pitcher in the NOS still. <laughs> uh, and the Padres will probably start Chris Paddock. Chris Paddock is a guy that really will good. eventually take the leap and will eventually be a dude that the Padres is, might be an Astros-like uh, resurrection from this Padres team that I thought two years ago was probably two or three years away from making the leap into a NOS winning team and a and a playoff a playoff baseball team in a 60 game season i don't trust them <laughs> i don't i don't trust them in the nos i i will say that probably two years from now the the padres will be a playoff team i think that you this was probably the hardest game to pick i'm going with madison bub gardner just because he is a solid opening day starter he has a lot of experience pitching on a new team he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of uh, motivation as well i love the diamondbacks this year Love them. Yeah. Love the Diamondbacks this year. But I'm going with the uh, Padres. Yeah, not yeah, bad. I, pa- I could Padres, see it. The Padres, I feel like, are going to take the leap this year because it's such a small, condensed window. They're going to play hot. They're going to play fast. They're gonna, they're, they have nothing to lose. No one expects anything from them. And with that, they're going to be able to play – play fast and get all over people. So I like the Padres winning this opening day game. It's certainly the Padres year to do it. That's this is, this is, this is the one year. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think they're going to get bludgeoned down in the West. I think they win the division. There you go. Put money on it. And then our final game, our, our 14th, or excuse me, our 15th game of opening day, the Los Angeles angels travel in and play travel into Oakland and play the athletics. Uh, Shout out friend of the podcast, Tony camp. Uh, as the as the athletics uh, middle infielder utility, Andrew Andrew uh, Henny is going to get the start for uh, the Angels, and Frankie Montas is going to get the start for the Athletics. I like the Angels, and I'm picking the Angels here. Jermaine, you can probably convince me that the Athletics are going to win this game. I like Frankie Montas. He's a good young guy. He is a, he is a very good young arm, a good Dominican baseball player. Uh, but I can't. I I really think that Mike Trout, Shinsi Otani is going to come out, and they're 
gonna you dominate. Can I can't. I can't name. say. I can't say names. Right? Otani. That's. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say. His name. Um. They're they're gonna come out and they're gonna dominate this first game. I do think the Angels jump all over them this game. I think Oakland starts this series slow and then they pick it up. So, uh, yeah, I I, I'm, I'm definitely going with, uh, the angels on that one. So. Okay. And that's, those are, again, that is for the MLB.com hundred K opening day contest. Go on to MLB.com and, uh, make your picks before, uh, opening day, obviously before 7 PM on Thursday, uh, East coast time as well. And, uh, so Jermaine, you, we talked about it. We alluded to it earlier. But you and I both have three bold predictions that we like that we want to share with the audience. So let's hear your bold predictions for this sixty for the shortened sixty game MLB season. So if you are feeling froggy, then jump and put some money on this at home. But once again, a podcast motto: fade us. Uh, with that being said, the first of my three bold predictions is the Houston Astros miss the playoffs. I love it, dude. Verlander has a groin injury. McCullers is Tommy John. Uh, two bullpen pitchers have not thrown a pitch in camp yet, and Jose Ukurji and Josh James and Robert Osuna, the closer, and Ryan Presley, the setup man, are also dealing with injuries. Not to mention that uh, these pitchers are going to be pretty froggy all over these batters. They're going to be taking. They're going to be taking some real inside pitches on these guys. So. Uh, I really like it a lot. Garrett Cole's gone. It's just, uh, you know, they they didn't replace him with anything. Not that they needed to really, but with all these injuries, it's mounting up. So I've got the Strohs missing the playoffs. I think that uh, karma catches up to them. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be really hard to a guy like Garrett Cole. I just looked up six point five wins above replacement. Like you're you're trying to replace a guy that won six games with a guy in Lance McCullers who's coming off Tommy John surgery. Dog, that's and, the 10th of the season. And Justin Verlander, who's 37, you're expecting him to have continued production? I, It's it's a third of the season that they lost, just in that. like, So uh, I don't think it's that outlandish that the Strohs missed the playoffs. Am I rooting for it uh, because they're a bunch of turd nuggets? Yes, absolutely. But moving on to my second bold prediction, I've got Matt Chapman winning the AL MVP. Uh Strength of his defense and his offense takes the leap to match his glove this year. Yeah, I mean you're you're gonna have to have a you're gonna have to have him play. You're gonna have to have him hit better than he hit last year, and I think he hit like what two fifty last year. Yeah, two forty nine, I believe. I mean, he, he slugged thirty six homers. Yeah, he sl- he slugged over thirty homers, and I think just fell short of a hundred RBIs. He he had a good. OPS plus last year where you assume a hundred is a, is an average baseball player in a neutral park. He hit 126. So that takes park factors out of your stats. So you won, he hit 126 OPS plus, or he had a 126. That's not bad. I would, I would definitely, if you're making that point, you would definitely have to have a reverse of thinking with baseball riders that have them weigh defensive wins above replacement equally as offensive uh stats and i don't think that's going to happen but i think he gets 40 and 110 and hits 275 and then also uh, coupled with his defense and sneaking the oakland athletics into the final wild card spot gets him to al mvp okay yeah and then third 
my third wild, bold prediction is the Texas Rangers make the ALCS. Joey Gallo breakout season. Let's go. Let's go, Texas. I, I talked about a little bit when I said in the Rockies game, for that to happen, every pitcher on the Texas Rangers pitching staff has to have the best season they have ever had. They've got a good staff, bro. I don't want to hear it. You they have it a staff. And, they have and, a pitching staff. Nah, you're that was, they have they have two or they have they have one guy in Lance Lynn who was never above a three starter in the majors until just, now when he's hating, a, where he's an ace, quote unquote. They have wait, read, read me their staff again. You did it you did it earlier. Yeah, dude, their staff. I got it for you. Give me one second. It's Mike Miner, Corey Kluber, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and Jordan Lyles. Yeah. Okay, first of all, Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles, like, welcome welcome, welcome to your cup of coffee, right? Dog, that's, now, they're four and five, bro. You're just now they get now 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 they get, now they get to be, finally get to be starting pitchers in an actual rotation like grown-up boys, right? Mike Miner, I can't really hand on Mike Miner. He's probably going to be their ace. Why they're giving the ball to Lance Lynn to start? Maybe Mike Miner's injured. If he's injured, that even that loses faith in the one starter I have faith in, right? And then who was their who was their fourth? Who was their third guy? Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. Yeah, welcome welcome to the beach. You're washed up. Oh my god, you're just hating, bro. Because I would be are trash. I would be surprised if the Texas Rangers win 25 games this year. All right, let's put a bet on it. No, I'm not putting a jersey bet on it with you. I'm not buying you a dumb Cubs jersey. <laughs> so now into my bold predictions. I'm going to give you the one that I think is most likely, second likely. Oh and then, yeah, bold prediction. Oh, I make bold predictions. Go ahead, you dummy. Yeah, Matt Chapman wins AL MVP on his defense. Oh, it's not like we've played baseball since 1862, and offensive stats matter. Get the fuck out of here. He, All right, he hit so my, 110, so my, bro. So my, that's not going to win the, the MVP. Um, 60-game season. All was. right, let me talk about my bold predictions. It's GD. not bold. That's why I don't want to listen to it. Go All ahead. right. My bold predictions for this MLB season: Juan Soto is going to win the N- the NL MVP. I don't watching watching his play last year. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. I think he's twenty one. Can he drink yet? Yes, is he's he- twenty one. He turned yeah, twenty one when they won the World Series. So turned twenty one, had his first drink. He's going to win the AL MVP, and we're going to start talking about uh, the end of the Mike Trout era or the start of the Juan Soto era. He's going to win the NL MVP. The NL MVP. You're just salty now because I insulted your Rangers. Dude, it's a sixty game season. You act like so, it's not going to matter in the MVP. So it doesn't matter. It's never mattered this year. So, it will my. Second prediction, since you had all the time to talk about your predictions. You talked about 15 straight games. Nolan Arenado wins the home run race. Nolan Arenado wins the home run race. He's going to hit, I'm going to say, conservatively 22 home runs in 60 games. He's always a fast starter. The Rockies are always fast starters. Uh, He's going to win the home run race in the majors, right? NLAL. Oh, you mean all of them? All of them. The... The <laughs> home run leader. <laughs> the MLB. Is MLB. 23 a lot in 60 games? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that's a, a lot. Good, yeah. That's a pretty good amount. Yeah. Because if you think like 60 games and then you have basically half of that, right? If, if a dude's hitting 35 at the all-star break, that's pretty good. That's almost near record territory. Damn. 23 is a lot. 
See, that's what I'm saying. Defense is going to matter this year. Matt Chapman, MVP. Doug. Yeah. Uh, my bold, my boldest prediction. Well, here, I'll, I'll go with my, with my boiling hot prediction. I think Milwaukee doesn't finish above fourth in the NL Central. I'm not going to put them below the $43 million payroll Pirates because I don't think the Pirates, the Pirates may go 0 and, 0 and 60. Who knows at this point? But I believe Milwaukee does not finish above Cincinnati, Chicago, or St. Louis. They finished fourth in the NL Central. And then my boldest, my lava prediction is the Seattle Mariners win the AL East. Mainly because of the factors that Jermaine talked about. <clears throat> I I am I am hoping on two things. For this prediction to happen, two things need to happen. The Tampa Bay Rays need to have injuries in their pitching staff and their lineup not to work. The Boston Red Sox are going to have the year that the Boston Red Sox have. Right, they have no David Price, no Mookie Betts, and not very good developing bats. The Toronto Blue Jays are the Toronto Blue Jays. They the the Blue Jays are who we thought they were, and that leaves room for the Seattle Mariners to clinch their first playoffs since two thousand and three. The Seattle Mariners, they're not in the same division as sorry, the sorry, 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 sorry. The the let me let me start over. The Seattle Mariners to clinch their first. Um, well, all those things are true. To clinch their first uh, AL East title since I think 2003. But like you talked about, the Astros, r- right, for the reasons I already stated, Verlander is 37. McCullers is coming off a, a Tommy John injury. Their bullpen isn't throwing for some weird program, weird throwing program, which you don't throw a baseball. I guess that works in baseball. And... um. Yeah, I mean, I, I the the A's the A's start slow, and the Texas Rangers win seventeen games, and boom, you have this you have the Seattle Mariners atop the AL East for the and the playoffs for the first time since two thousand three, and those are my bold predictions, Jimmy. Yeah, well, I thought I mean your boldest prediction is the Mariners are going to win the Red Sox division. Yeah, that is that is bold. that actually can't happen. That actually can't happen. I'm too busy trying not to cough into the mic. I know. I see you with your COVID over there. You keep it where you are, young man. It is a dry cough, yeah. All right. On to fight him and cut him, everyone's favorite segment of the show. What do you got for us, Nick? So it was announced this last week that Toronto, although hosting the Eastern Conference NHL playoffs and that side of the bracket, will not let the Blue Jays play baseball in Toronto. That's such a great uh, Canada thing. Now nah, we don't really care about baseball. You can keep it. <laughs> I guess. I guess the reasoning is that they don't want all those baseball teams from across the globe coming into uh, Toronto. I guess it's dumb, as if you ask me. So it's instead, hip- you get all. So you, yeah. So it's super hypocritical. Uh, I get, the Blue Jays right now obviously have uh, their spring training site in Florida that they can play at, and they also have a double-A affiliate in Buffalo. I've also seen uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore thrown out there as stadium sharing, but I don't, I don't like that. I don't see how that would work. Uh, I would want to see them go and play in Buffalo. That would be Me pretty too. cool. I saw that. I was like, Buffalo with a baseball team? Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. That would be awesome. The the Buffalo Jays that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, Toronto, you've been fine and cut. Letting the NHL play there 
and the Blue Jays not. You know what? The Blue Jays should just move permanently to Buffalo if you're going to act like that, Toronto. Seriously, I'm sure Buffalo would love them. Also, uh, honorary mention again for Finham and Cutham is Raheem Mostert for burying the hatchet with the 49ers, you dummy. <laughs> I didn't even see that. What happened with that? No, they they came to the table. They came to an understanding on the contract negotiations. Raheem Mostert, Shut you're up. a bum. You're a bum. You're a bum. Yeah. Find you, and cut again because we don't like yeah, you anymore. Find and cut by your seventh team. I hope you <laughs> – well done. I hope you fumble seven times. Yeah, seven times for each of the teams you've been cut by. All right. So we've we've reached kind of that natural stopping point. Hope you guys enjoyed our our opening day preview. We asked you at the beginning of the program, when was the last time the balloon d'Oreo? How do you say it, Jermaine? Say it, say it for me so that the, say it for the fans so that they uh, Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. Thank you. When was the last time the uh, Ballon d'Or wasn't awarded, Jermaine? Because it is not being awarded in twenty nineteen forty two. It was not because of those darned Nazis. It was in 1955 was the last time that the award was was not wow. given out. Do you know why it was 1955, Jermaine? I don't know. What happened because, in 19- when was Vietnam? Vietnam because, because the award was the award was not established until 1956. <laughs> what a, I hate you. That's a cop out of a trivia question, but you know that what? That is the worst, dude. But you know what? It's my you know what? It's it's my trivia question on half of my podcast. So forty seven percent. Forty seven plus three percent. <laughs> minus two all right jermaine tell the people where they can find us uh you you go purchase a book it's called where's waldo i'm just, <laughs> i'm just kidding all right as always ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to us your host of podcast room 303 myself jermaine and my co-host nicholas 47 percent uh and follow us on instagram and twitter at podcast room 303 yeah, let us know how you guys do in your opening day challenges. Let us know what you think of our picks, everything like that. As always, uh, follow us on the social media, like, subscribe, comment, everything like that, guys. We'll talk to you uh, later this week. Sweet. Sounds good. Peace out.